eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon. A little bit of a hiatus around some vacations, but we are back rolling with you guys with the uh, conclusion of spring ball behind us, official visits just ahead, the dead period ending, but we're going to kind of pause ahead of all of that happening because basketball has taken center stage with LSU landing the five-star big man it most desperately needed, Efton Reed out of IMG Academy in Florida, a Richmond native committed after a long wait to LSU on Sunday. He was originally supposed to announce on Friday his second decision date that he had announced that he was going to have. And LSU signed him as well on Sunday. So he is in the boat the number 24 overall prospect in the country, number three center in the nation, a 6'11", 230, 240-pound prospect is coming to LSU, and he's exactly what the Tigers needed to add to the roster uh, as Will Wade has completed or is close to completing an impressive turnaround with the roster. And for LSU, after missing on Infalani Dante, a five-star big man a couple years ago, Musa Cisse last year, this has been what LSU's needed ever since Nas Reed and Cavell Bigby Williams were patrolling the middle for Will Wade. And so for Efton Reed to commit, took a group effort, but Kevin Nickelberry, LSU's uh, now second year assistant, really took center stage on this one, had the relationships from back in his time uh, in the DMV Virginia area with his mom, uh, did a great job recruiting him. Bill Armstrong also has some relationships on the post-grad IMG Academy team, which, by the way, features Brandon Murray, one of LSU's signees in the 2021 class, and now a top 100 prospect on the 24-7 sports composite. So overall, a huge land for LSU in Efton Reed. And Shay Dixon joining me now. Uh, this moved LSU all the way up into the top 10, Shay. This class, along with the transfers, uh, is is really impressive uh, for Will Wade and LSU. Yeah, they, they made a huge leap. So they go all the way up to number seven on the 24-7 sports team rankings. That puts them one spot ahead of Alabama. Alabama has three commits. LSU has four. But both of them come away with a five-star and a couple of four-stars. Uh, and given that Nate Oates and them have, have proven to be uh, sort of rising uh, in the SEC and, and been one of the cream of the crop teams across the past year, that's the group you want to be in. And Billy, the only SEC team ahead of them uh, is Tennessee, who's sitting up with the number two class. But you've got Gonzaga, Kansas, Michigan, Tennessee, Florida State, Duke. Uh, obviously, the group you want to be in. Efton Reed was a big one. And when you look at the rankings, they only count, we're counting, right, the, the four guys that they signed. And 
not counting the four guys who are also transfers. So when you look at Adam Miller out of Illinois, Tari Easton out of Cincinnati, Xavier Pinson out of Missouri, Seneca Knight out of San Jose State, uh, you coupled them with the four guys they signed. Uh, this is a complete roster uh, overhaul. So we'll talk a bit about that. I'll hit you with some questions, uh, kind of in lightning round form here. But let's start with this. May 30th is the final day uh, that the NBA is going to allow guys, whether uh, international or here in the States, uh, to kind of for sure decide if you're in or out on the NBA draft. Uh, we know that Wadford, Smart, and Cam Thomas are in, but Days has not hired an agent. So he's got, what, Billy? Three weeks, let's call it. Um, you may not be able to give us anything new, but at least update us on where things stand with the one guy who might come back to this completely revamped team. Darius Days is still doing workouts uh, in Florida. Actually, Will Wade was talking on our friend Jordy Claudia's show this week and was kind of just sharing a little bit of information on where Darius is and what he's doing. He's working out, going through the NBA draft process. Uh, some of the other Tigers are actually getting ready to ramp up their workouts or, or uh, you know, really get to uh, meeting with teams and things like that. And Darius Days is doing the same. And so he's still weighing his options. So nothing really new um, from what we've posted in the past. I know uh, there's, there'd been some rumors that, you know, he was uh, confirmed to come back by Will Wade at a booster club meeting. You know, we'll see about that. We never really can tell sometimes with these guys making these decisions, especially someone who's getting, you know, older and could go make money at least overseas and do all of that. Because right now LSU is at 13 scholarships. Will Wade said that they could make some room for a three, four, four, three type of player, which, you know, days has played the three a little bit, but let's be real. He's more of a four uh, an LSU system would step in and, and certainly be able to provide a ton of leadership as a senior. And if he could be consistent, that would be huge for this team. Um, but, you know, I think right now it's just kind of a wait and see game. We've heard some positive buzz, of course, that's been out there on Darius days and the potential that he returns. But right now he's just going through that process and LSU's in contact with him just about every day or so. And that's all you can ask for. And with the roster, with where it's at, you know, they're, Certainly not uh, sweating his decision, but they would love for him to come back. Yeah, it would certainly be a veteran piece, but uh, at the same time, someone who knows LSU's program, they do have some vets uh, on this team in large part because of transfers. So we've talked about how Wade's done such a good job retooling the roster, and, and we'll go in two parts here. So part one would be the immediate starters or the no-brainers or what could a lineup look like, and, and part two obviously would be the depth he's built. Let's start with the first one. I'm telling you that both your starting guards are gone in Cam Thomas and Javante. Uh, you're obviously turning Wadford's gone, so one of your forwards. Uh, we've gone over Darius Days now, one of your other starters at forward. And then uh, they mixed it all in. We saw some LeBlanc starting. Andre Hyatt, who's now transferred out, was starting at uh, a point. Milani Wilkinson was getting some starts. A bit of a rotating door there. But now that you signed Efton Reed and a handful of these transfers, uh, you imagine one of those spots is going to them. So I'll offer you up these guys. Adam Miller at Illinois was a starter last year. Tari Eason at Cincinnati turned into a starter and was playing a ton and looked like one of their bright spots for the future. Xavier Pinson was a starter at Missouri. You've got Seneca Knight coming in from San Jose State where he was a starter. And I'll toss you in Brandon Murray, who's jumped into the top 100. You love him uh, as a guard, uh, an IMG Academy kid, Efton Reed's roommate. Uh, and then Reed, a five-star, obviously their biggest, highest-ranked signee. That's six guys right there. You can only play five. You're presuming that at least maybe one guy is coming back. A guy like Days could start. 
who in that group is the no doubt? Like who would you put all the money in the world on their starting day one? I think right now with where the guards stand, I think you look at Xavier Pinson and, and Adam Miller to start. Uh, that's your two. That's your one and your two. Um, those two seem like the no-brainers, especially as Eric Gaines continues to come along uh, and develop and get bigger in the weight room and do all of that. But they're high on Eric Gaines, so uh, that's worth noting there. And then in the front court, Efton Reed is a no-brainer uh, starter for me. Um, if Darius Days comes back, he'll start alongside of him. I don't think there's any doubt uh, about that. But I do look at probably Tari Eason to get the start next to Efton Reed. I think you would want to pair Efton Reed, you know, 6'11", 230, 240-pound uh, you know, big man, true five, uh, with somebody like Tari Eason, who is a rebounding machine at Cincinnati uh, as a true freshman, really has a bright future over maybe starting him next to another true freshman in Jarrell Colbert, uh, who's one of the best rebounders um, and, and shot blockers in, in high school basketball over the past couple of years, really. Um, and it is a 6'10 guy. So I think Jarrell Colbert would come in behind Efton Reed. And then the three spot is your interesting spot. You know, I think you could see Seneca Knight. I think you could see Brandon Murray. Uh, I think you could see Josh LeBlanc, Alex Fudge, any of those guys, Mwani Wilkinson as well. That's going to be the interesting spot for me uh, in all likelihood as as they, you know, kind of navigate building this starting lineup. But, you know, Wade has, has been uh, pretty consistent in terms of one thing having two ball handlers at least on the court uh, for LSU and that's why I think Xavier Pinson Adam Miller and then in the front court Efton Reed are your surefire starters I would say well the fact that we are even debating it uh, lets you know that they've got depth I mentioned that and you go into that group you've got Sharif O'Neal you've got Josh LeBlanc you've got as you mentioned Eric Gaines Jalen Cook's transferring out uh, but Gaines comes back at the guard spot gives him more time to develop uh, his overall game, uh, like you said, by bringing in Adam Miller uh, and Xavier Pinson, two, two proven guards uh, who have already got starter minutes under their belt. And you can go keep going deeper. Gerald Colbert, um, you know, one of their top 100 signees is going to be playing down low at the center spot. Uh, we know that Knight's going to be involved uh, to some capacity coming out of San Jose State. I'm, what is that, eight, nine? What is a, I know most teams help, or at least defensively help from a few guys off the bench. That's good enough. Where does this compare? to the teams you've covered here. You've been here the whole way to era. How is, because the immediate reaction from everyone is, this looks like his, not just his most talented, maybe his most talented, certainly, but the deepest team that he's had. I would say it's probably the deepest team on paper that they've had. I mean, the the one that won the SEC title is is obviously going to get a lot of um, praise, but that one, I mean, they, they relied on their big guns, you know, to win that one without a doubt. And I think with this team, you look at the depth and when I look at, especially kind of that three, four spot. It, once again, it comes up, Josh LeBlanc, Alex Fudge, Sharif O'Neal, if healthy, um, Alex Fudge, if healthy, for that matter, he's had some injuries that he's dealt with that's kind of hindered him putting on the weight he needs to. Mawani Wilkinson started some games last year for LSU. Tari Eason has you know, started some for Cincinnati and is, has a bright future. Um, that's where the depth really stands out to me. You know, the backcourt, and it kind of works out in a way because Jalen Cook transferred out. Um, he... I just think he he's in a better situation long-term for him at Tulane, but you get four guys, let's call it, because I do think Seneca Knight might be more in that two, three spot, but four guys, you probably feel comfortable in that one, two spot. And it makes the minutes a little bit easier to share. One thing they haven't been able to do in a way is figure out the, the, the three, four spot in this team. And 
if you remember way back for those who really call, followed LSU under Will Wade, they went out and they got Marlon Taylor because of that that three spot being such an issue. They went out and got Mwani Wilkinson and uh, Charles Manning was the one they got eventually. You know, that was a spot that they really struggled because in the SEC, you've got these long athletic dudes that can go out there and play that position and guard and maybe play on the perimeter and shoot the basketball and do all those things. They've got some depth for that spot now. And that's where it stands out to me, especially now that Efton Reed's there. If you don't have Efton Reed, if they miss on him, that changes the game because then you're looking at Tari Eason, Jarrell Colbert, Bradley as a Wiro, and a Sharif O'Neal, Josh LeBlanc, Alex Fudge kind of combo thing where they're gonna they've got the potential to get beat up inside, like we kind of saw, you know, at times with Emmett Williams and Darius Days being the guys when Trenton Watford was a freshman. So this team has the depth that I like in the front court. And it also has, especially if Adam Miller continues to develop and be the guy that a lot of people think he's going to be. Uh, they'll have the the backcourt to make those runs potentially in you know a March Madness that we haven't seen LSU do in a way. Um, so that's what that's what stands out to me the most is is the roster and we thought last year's was kind of put together well. It didn't end up working out injuries and this and that and you know guys transferring and and what have you. I think this roster is put together really well. Um, and and it does, at least on paper, and Will Wade kind of mentioned this, he's like, I'm sick of talking about it. We've got to do it. But at least on paper, it does seem like it's also improved defensively as well. You know, I think one person I'm excited to see is Alex Fudge. I think we he kind of gets forgotten about because he early enrolled, which is, you know, so much has been a football thing forever. But um, we don't talk about him here down the stretch, but he's already been on the team uh, and been able to work out. And I think working out with Greg Golden, you know, the strength coach has probably been Huge for his offseason development, but a guy like that who's got um, size length, as you talked about, but also has some shooting to a game to his game that can keep people honest. He can play in transition. Uh, I think he's going to be a good one, whether it's off the bench or, or finding a bigger role. Uh, I'm excited for this team. And look, I was glancing over this. Alex Fudge actually uh, was the 20th highest ranked recruit that LSU uh, has signed in program history. But uh, the recent commitment from Efton Reed, he was the number 24 ranked prospect puts him at number 11 on that list, just above your boy, Cam Thomas, who uh, was the number 25 overall player uh, in his class. So an elite group up there when you get uh, close to the top 10 with obviously uh, Ben Simmons sitting at number one. Yeah, they've brought in elite talent under Will Wade. They've won an SEC title. They've been able to win the most games, I believe, over the last three years uh, in out of the SEC teams. So things are continuing to look up and I think we talked about this a few few weeks ago and I think somebody asked about it in a chat as well do I see LSU as a top three top four team and you know when you add Efton Reed and Adam Miller yeah I do I mean I, I think with what they had added before that uh, they were going to have a chance to be there but this is a team that's now in a legit spot to contend for the SEC title which in reality Will Wade has done every year since that NIT year um, and and then he brought in you know the the big guns and they really made a run, um, you know, and, and won the SEC. And so that's the expectation here at LSU under Will Wade is to win the SEC. And this is the year I think that they've got a legit shot to get back to it. And it's because uh, of what they uh, what they accomplished in the transfer portal and recruiting uh, out of high school as well, um, with Efton Reed being that cherry on top of, of a big man that they just hadn't gotten the last two years. So, you know, this is... Uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait to start, you know, digging around and 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 looking for tidbits for our VIP subscribers on Go Twenty Four Seven 
uh, out of summer workouts and then getting ready for this season. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't been on Go 24-7 lately, definitely check it out. Check out our, our dollar for uh, your first month to try it out and, and see what you're missing. Official visits are heating up for football here. They're getting set. Um, you know, it just seems like every couple of days we're, we're hearing of a new official visitor getting one locked in. So be sure to be in tune with that. Uh, we'll have plenty more to set the table for a busy month of June and summer overall for Ed Ogeron and the Tigers. But for now, for Shea Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to this this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. We will catch you guys next time. Feel free to give us a follow wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and leave us a review. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week and have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.